I saw Dr. Strange on Friday. Um, the first one that came out, I think, in 2017, I saw it with my dad in IMAX, but uh, he passed last year, and so uh, my mom has been filling in as my, uh, as my movie buddy. And so we went, we saw Dr. Strange 2, and uh, it was... I, it's not bad. I mean, as far as the Sam, I mean, it's not the best Sam Raimi movie, but it's, it's pretty good. I kind of liked it. Uh, not appropriate for the children because of the, you know, demonic stuff and all the horror, but uh, it wasn't bad. Uh, and, and interesting, most of the movie is like action sequences where, you know, skeletons are fighting and whatnot, but um, occasionally the movie stops for a little bit, takes a breath, and asks um, an important question. And the question that gets repeated throughout the movie is, are you happy? Right, so Doctor Strange is wondering whether or not he's happy. And that's a very American, very Western question to ask. Are you happy? How are things going? Are you satisfied with your life? Interestingly, that's not a question that God asks that much. There's a different question that God has. And we're going to hear it today uh, as we close out our series, Dear Church. Uh, the seven churches in Revelation. We're going we're gonna to finish out this series with the last church, uh, a church that uh, it seems like God's most mad at, but, but isn't actually. And we're, we're going to see how that works. So let's read together about the church of Laodicea. And to the angel of the church in Laodicea write the words of the amen. Amen means uh, let it be or so be it. Um, and, and, and Jesus is God's so be it to the world. Uh, Jesus is the one who, who, who um, affirms all that is right and destroys all that is wrong in the world. The faithful and true witness, the origin of God's creation. I know your works, Laodicea. You are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either cold or hot. But instead, because you're lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. For you say, I'm rich. I've prospered. I need nothing. You don't realize, see, you're blinded here. You don't realize that you're wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. Therefore, I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be actually rich. I want you to wear white clothes so that you, uh, to clothe yourself to keep the shame of your nakedness from being seen. Be actually clothed. I want you to salve, uh, to anoint, uh, buy the salve to anoint your eyes so that you may be, that you may see. You think you see, but you don't. I reprove and discipline those whom I love. So be earnest now. Repent. Look, I am standing at the door knocking. If you hear my voice and open my, and open the door, I will come in and dine with you and you with me. What is going on? Uh, when I was a kid, um, and most of the time I've, I've heard this preached before, um, what I was told was that uh, God wants you to either be hot, like on fire for him, or God wants you to just dislike him and be cold. And like, God would prefer that you were running away from him, disliking him, than for you to just be kind of in the middle. So let's look at the text here again uh, to see this. You are cold, you're neither cold or hot. So what I heard growing up is you should be hot, but if you're not going to be hot, like, be cold, like, sin boldly. Run far away from the church and do all the things that you want. That's better than just kind of being, like, meh, lukewarm. However, I don't think that's actually the right way to read this. And part of it is that the whole cold, hot thing, that's more of a, a Western and American 
uh, metaphor than they use in the ancient Near East. In the ancient Near East, they, they did think about things like if you're cold towards something, uh, you dislike it or you're running away from it. If you're hot towards something, you have fervor or fire. But it was much less common than it is uh, for us. And so that's one reason. But another reason is that uh, we, if we pay attention to the way that the church in Laodicea was structured, where it fit in the world, we might realize that, that uh, hot and cold are, are mean different things. And so the first thing to note is that hot this is water, right? It'll spit you out of my mouth. So when we think about hot water, um, we think, what's, what's, what's it for? What do we do with hot water? We make coffee. We make tea. If you're my wife, you turn it up to like 3,000 degrees and scalds your skin in the shower. I don't like it that hot, um, but I, I remember one of my favorite things to do in Japan uh, was to go to the onsen. I think I've told you, I've got a picture here of a person in the onsen. That's the, the public baths next to a snow monkey. That's one of the most fun things you can do there. I've told you before, don't make eye contact. If you make eye contact with the monkey, it'll claw your face off. But if you, if you just stay low, it'll like, well, sometimes they'll pet you. It's really, it's really cool. Uh, the reason you do the onsen is for health, right? Uh, my first day at work in Japan, I, uh, I was sitting there eating I, my, my lunch, and there was rice, and so I put soy sauce on it, because I didn't, I, I, rice doesn't taste like anything. I was sitting next to the health teacher, Kogure-sensei, and Kogure-sensei looked at me, he's like, that's really bad for you. Putting soy sauce on rice, that'll kill you. And then he took a long drag of his uh, seven-star cigarettes with seven milligrams of nicotine, worse than, uh, than cowboy killers. Um, <laughs> And, then, and as he exhaled the smoke in my face, he was like, you should go to the onsen too, that, like at least once a week. That's, that's how I got to where I am. <laughs> Thanks, Kogure-sensei. Um, but yeah, uh, health, right? Uh, that's another big thing we use warm water for. We believe that, um, you know, you'd sweat out the toxins. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means, but someday someone will tell me what a toxin is. But it, it's for health, right? And, and, and it's... it's if you want to eat, right, stew, hot, hot, needs to be hot water based, right? If you want a, a good chili, you're going to have to have some hot water at some point. The point uh, that I'm making here is that hot water we associate with being uh, something that's healthy, that's good for you, gives you power, it can, uh, it, it, it makes you useful. It's useful. Like regular water, not useful. Hot water, super useful for health, for food, for getting your zing with the coffee, whatever it is, it's, it's good for us, Yes? Likewise, cold, oh, by the way, I should mention, uh, Laodiceans knew this. They had a very famous hot springs uh, just north of the city. Um, and it was, uh, was world-renowned at the time. Uh, people came from all over because it was very large, and it actually uh, spawned a medical school. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. Uh, and so they were very familiar with the power for healing, for health, and the usefulness of hot water. Cold water, also very good. I, uh, I don't think there's anything better in the world than an Evian at 33 degrees. Uh, it's sad. It's, I know it's sad that uh, they're, they're, I've come to a place in my life where I can actually win a taste test on waters, bottled water. Uh, I can, you can, I've had my brother-in-law do this. I blind myself and i like, oh, gross, Dasani, throw that away. I don't want that. Uh, gross, Fiji, not good. Smart water, not smart. Oh, Arrowhead. I can go for that. Evian, the best. It's amazing. I can tell this. It's sad. Like, that's how pampered we are as a society, that I can 
tell the difference between bottled waters. And, and not only that, I mean, it's not like I don't have basically free water on the tap, and yet I insist, Aaron, go to the store, get, you know, bottles and bottles of Arrowhead. It's really pathetic and when you think about it. And, and the reason for that is because we all know that, yes, cold water is good, but it, it, like, it really, when you, when, you, when you need it, when you need ice, cold water. Well, Aaron put on a beach body video. I don't know if you've seen these. She made me do it two days ago. I haven't worked out in two years. It was a 37-minute video. I made it to minute 32. And I said, that's it, I'm out. Like, I'm done. And I'm just, I'm just pouring sweat. My heart's racing. I'm like working on that first heart attack. Like, really feeling it. And, uh, and, I, and I just grabbed the, the closest water, which, it, and, and when I drank it, and it was almost empty because I'd been drinking it. So I ran outside, and I went to the hose, and I turned the hose on, and I just poured it all over myself to wash away the, the stink. It was refreshing. And then I began lapping it up, and that hose water tasted better than any water I've ever had in my life. I was just drinking the heck out of it. It was refreshing, right? Because you're like, you're falling apart. Didn't have any electrolytes. That's okay. Get those later. But I had to do something because I, I was just sweaty and tired. And, that, and that, that cold, refreshing water, it was like, man, it was like, oh, it was incredible. I mean, some of you have done that thing where, you know, you go in the morning and you go to like the lake or something. You plunge in. It's ice cold. And you're ready for the day. Cold water is refreshing. It's good. You know what water is useless? Room temperature water. I see some of you people, you have like a Yeti or a, there's my mom holding up. Yeah, just everyone look at it. Hold that out. If, see if you can see that. That is, that is modern technology. If my mother would fill that up with ice at the beginning of the day, that water would be delicious all day long. But instead... She fills it up with room temperature tap water and drinks it all day. I mean, what? I, sometimes I make a mistake. I grab her water. Ah, oh, this is horrid. We live in a world where we have the technology to have ice cold water from morning till night, all night long. And, and she does that. This was important for the Laodiceans. They knew this because uh, Laodicea, interestingly, although it was uh, probably the wealthiest, uh, it's definitely the wealthiest city that we've looked at in this, in this series, but it had one major drawback and that there, there were no natural springs of fresh water, cold water. And so the Laodiceans actually had to import all of their water from Colossae, just like we import all of our water from Colorado, even though there's like an ocean 10 miles that way. Um, and, and so they had to get all of their water through aqueducts, and, they, and it was one of the biggest drawbacks was that the, Colossae, uh, the Colossian water came out ice cold, but by the time it, it traveled, I think it was like three to five miles uh, down to Laodicea, it had become lukewarm. And Laodiceans, it was, the people like, actually complained. They're like, one of the worst things about Laodicea is that the water's not cold. And so they knew. Hot water, it's useful. Cold water, refreshing. Room temperature water. <laughs> That's the first thing on your note sheets. 
Laodicean churches, because it's not just the ancient church of Laodicea, uh, are neither useful for kingdom building, right? So when, remember, this is God, right? So God is, is, is using a metaphor. Jesus is using a metaphor of water that has come into his mouth. And, and what, what Jesus wants from water is that it's either hot and so it's useful for doing something for him, or he wants it to be refreshing, spiritually refreshing. What does that look like? Well, things that are spiritually refreshing for God are when we bring out our heartfelt praises to him, when we sing and worship, when we depend on him in prayer, when we're faithful about that, when we get into scripture and we, we learn and, 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 and build up and, and admire and, and dive into the truth of who Jesus is and, and, and what he's done in the world. Those things God looks and says, wow, when we baptize people, God is like, yes, oh, it's like it's, it's taking a long drink from that 33 degree Evian water bottle for God. Similarly, when we are out doing things for him, when we are expanding his kingdom, evangelizing, moving forward, when we're inviting people in, when we are doing things in Jesus' name, when we go to Mexico or Camp Allendale, or when we uh, invite our friends to church, and we're, we're doing things that build up the kingdom, God looks at that, and it's like, it's like that piping hot stew, and it's, 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 it's hearty, and it's good. Laodicean churches well what's wrong with them take, take a look back at the text Laodicean churches have this attitude they say I'm rich I've prospered I need nothing you don't realize that you're wretched you're pitiable you're poor blind naked naked by the way um in the ancient world, was embarrassing, shameful. Uh, to be naked was to be, um, it was associated with, you know, a lack of resources. And so it was like people who are naked, they're, 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 they're ugly, they're to be put away. Jesus goes on, and notice how Jesus seizes on that poor, blind, naked bit, right? He's like, oh, you think you're rich, you're not, you're poor, you should buy gold from me, refined by fire, so that you could be genuinely, really rich, uh, what Jesus means there is you should uh, spend your resources on things that last forever, not things that don't. You think you're, 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 you're clothed, but you're not. You're, uh, you're the, it's the emperor's new clothes. So instead of that, you should buy from me white robes to clothe yourself and keep that shame away. You think you've got great eyesight. You're spiritually blind. You should get an, an, a salve to anoint your eyes from me. Why does Jesus seize on these bits, this uh, poor, uh, naked, blind? Well, again, Laodicea was a very wealthy place. It was interesting. It, was, uh, it had the, 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 the richest banks outside of uh, the capital Rome. I got a little, uh, I have uh, some pictures of Laodicea, ancient Laodicea here. Um, so they, uh, they, had, they had the headquarters of Citibank. There at, and, and not only that, um, I mentioned earlier they had this uh, medical school. It was, uh, the, it, was the, it was the biggest, most famous medical school in uh, the ancient world at this time. Uh, and it was based on uh, having the hot springs. And they had these theories that we would say are, are bunk now. But uh, Laodicea was actually famous for um, creating a, what they called the Phrygian salve. It was an, it was an eye cream that was supposed to improve vision and help people who had uh, vision problems. It was uh, one of their largest exports, and it was famous all throughout the Roman Empire. 
Not only that, but uh, Laodicea also was large in the textile industry. Uh, they had their own Tom Ford there who um, they, they had black wool that they raised. And it was prized because it was so shiny and yet so dark at the same time. And so it was, it was all over the world. Any, anyone who wanted to be dressed in, in the finest black clothes got it from Laodicea. And the implication is that the church in Laodicea had bought in fully to having the most money in the banks, to having the best medical care and the best vision, to having the nicest clothes. And so instead of spending their time and their resources uh, building up the kingdom with hot water or uh, refreshing the Lord with cold, ice cold, clean water, instead they were looking good, make a killing in the stock market, living forever. A lot of people, when they read this text, what they think of is the church in America. It's really not America anymore, right? It's really any first world, westernized nation. Did you hear that? There's like, a, there's this big deal now where, uh, you know, there's a shortage of baby formula. Americans are outraged because this is America. And rightly so, I mean, I'm not knocking, I want to feed my baby as much as anyone else. That stuff's a, it's, a, it's wonderful. But isn't it weird? Isn't it strange? You think about like the history of the world, you think about all of the time that, that we're so blessed, we have such abundance. Something like that is like, front page news. Next thing on your note sheets. Laodicean church's wealth and self-confidence leaves them spiritually poor, blind, and naked. The thing is, what's crazy about the Laodicean churches is they don't realize their situation. They think they're doing great. Their their own self-assessment is, look, look at all the stuff we got. We must be doing it right. But Jesus is like, you don't understand. While you're wealthy and prospering and all that, what I'm looking for is you building up my kingdom. I'm looking for you to baptize people. I'm looking for you to pray, to depend on me, to have faith in me, to learn about me, to read about me, to share about me. That's what I'm really concerned about. I'm not actually that concerned about how happy you are. But it's not all bad news. Listen to what Jesus says. He's like, I know this is tough. But listen to this. I reprove, I, I, I call out. That's what reproving means. I, I name it. I call out and I discipline who? The people I don't care about? No, the people I love. If you just, if you just open your eyes and you get serious and you turn around, you repent, I'm waiting for you. I am right at the door, pounding on the door. I'm pounding on the door being like, wake up. 
Wake up. If you hear my voice, open the door. I'm going to come in and we are going to to eat. We're going to party together. That's what's going to happen. But you have to listen. Got the men's, uh, the men's golf tournament is today. Uh, after, it's at 3 o'clock, I think. What's that? We have to be there at 2? Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I don't do, like, I don't warm up for golf. I mean, what's the point? I'm not good at it. I just, like, why bother? D, I am super happy to see that you're healthy. Good to see you. She fell, hurt herself. Okay, uh, yeah, three o'clock. The key to me is to be done by six. Why? Because the Warriors are playing tonight. The Warriors are game three against the Dallas Mavericks. Now that might not matter to you, but if it doesn't, you're wrong. The Warriors are the greatest. And, uh, <laughs> and I really need them to win the championship so that life will have meaning again. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Steve Kerr is the Warriors coach. He's famous uh, not only because he's won so many championships with this team, but he's famous because he, he brings uh, a pedigree, a coaching pedigree of, uh, Steve, of uh, Phil Jackson and Greg Popovich, who are generally considered to be the best coaches of the last generation. And he is carrying their, their style into this generation. What is his style? How does Steve Kerr coach? To put it in like, the simplest possible terms, he's super mean. Like, it, in the press, it gets called tough love. But what it really means is that Steve Kerr is bent on breaking down his players, like emotionally destroying them, like a drill sergeant, right? The point of that is to, is to break you down, to crush you. Why? So that you can be built back up, formed in a proper way. This is, uh, uh, this year, Jordan Poole has had like a big breakout year. He's only like 23 years old, but he's just, he's one of the most improved players in the NBA. Why is that? Because last year, Steve Kerr was cruel to him. I mean, it was notorious in the locker room how Steve Kerr would be like, no, 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 no. And then he's having this amazing breakout year because after the no, 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 once Jordan Poole stopped trying to do it Jordan Poole's way and started listening to Steve Kerr's way, he started to be built back up into an amazing, potentially superstar player. Why was Steve Kerr mean to Jordan Poole and not all the other players on the team? Because Jordan Poole had potential. Jordan Poole, inside, inside, there was talent, there was skill, but it wasn't being utilized. And Steve Kerr loves his team, he loves this kid, he's looking at this kid and he's saying, I see in you huge potential, and you're wasting it. Jesus looks at the Laodicean church and he's like, I see incredible potential for who you could be for the kingdom. I know what you can do. And you're, you're squandering it. You're just wasting it. But boy, does that suit look good. It's the last thing on your note sheets. Jesus calls out and disciplines Laodicean churches because they have untapped potential. This is becoming extremely rare in our society. It becomes, it's actually more and more difficult to call things out. 
right? Because it's impolite. You don't want to be mean. Everyone's like, kindness is the best. I teach uh, grad students. I have, I'm, I'm teaching a class online right now. And uh, I, I tell this story. I had a student once. Number one, they're all insanely entitled at this point. It's ridiculous. Like, they just expect that they can turn anything in whenever they want. And it's all on me. But I had one student that took it to the next level. I, uh, she, sent in, she turned in an essay. And it was not bad. Um, but it wasn't great. It was like, an, I think I gave her like a 92. Right? It was a good essay. It was not bad. But I, I commented, like, here, 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 here. This is, you know, you can work on this. She emails me back and she's like, I have never, oh no, I, sorry, I gave her an 88. I have never in my entire academic career received anything less than an A minus in anything I've ever turned in. You made a mistake. <laughs> so, so I'm like, like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, I mean, literally, you disagree with what I'm saying? Like, like engage. The, I, I commented. I showed you all the things that you did wrong. Like, and it's not bad. An 88's not bad. Like, you should be happy. And, and this is early in the quarter, so if you're really, if it matters that much, you can make these improvements now, and you could get the A. So I sent her that. The next thing I hear from is, for, is from her mom. I am, I am not kidding. This person was an adult. In her 20s. Get an email from mom. Oh, I just don't know. I just, I'm, I don't know what to say here. Um, we'll call her Caitlin. You, you've really hurt Caitlin's feelings. I was like, what, by complimenting her? By, by, I've been nothing but gracious, generous. Uh, all I did was, was just point out a few things where, we, where she could improve. And, and, and finally, so these emails go back and forth. And finally, I'm like, listen, Caitlin. Whatever. I'll give you an A in this class. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. What I'm trying to do, though, is I'm, I'm trying to help you improve. Like, I, I know just little old me, I probably don't know anything. You're probably right. But if, in case I did, had a few little insights, maybe you could pick up on those. That would be, be a win for you, right? You'd improve. And so here, from here on out, I'm going to give you 100% on every single assignment. But I'm still going to give you the comments. And you can read them, or you don't have to. Whatever. You do you. It's not worth my time. Laodicean churches are the ones where Jesus is pounding on the door, and he's like, listen, I want to come in, but you have to pay attention to what's going on. Laodicean churches are like, I don't want to hear it. Things are good. I'm rolling. Laodicean people are like that. Unless the Lord returns, there's not a person here who's going to get out alive. Time's running out. It is. When you face Jesus at the resurrection of the dead, is he going to look at you and say, man, you were hot. Man, you were useful. Man, you were refreshing to me.
What was he going to say? We have an option every day, at every moment, to say, I'm not going to lay it to see you today. I'm not going to get caught up too much in this or that. Instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to be useful. I'm going I'm to look at what the kingdom needs, and I'm going to say, what can I do? What can I do? Maybe that's something that you do at work. Maybe it's something you do in your family. Maybe it's something you do with your friends. But be useful. Be useful. You're never going to regret. You're never, ever, ever going to regret anything you did for the kingdom of God. In fact, you're going to be fabulously rewarded for it. And every morning when you wake up and you have all this, you have this, 20, this day that you're, that you're looking at, is there any time in this day where you're going to be spiritually refreshing for Jesus, where you're going to be doing something with, that, it, that is for his glory, for his praise, where you cry out to him, depend on him, live for him, learn more about him? Is there going to be any of that? Sing to him. Is there going to be any of that? Because I know it's hard work and we are super busy people and we've got a lot going on. But man, you're never going to regret the time you spent praying. You're never going to regret the time you spent worshiping. You're never going to regret the time that you spent baptizing or being baptized. You're never going to regret that stuff. In fact, you're going to be rewarded generously, handsomely for it. Be hot. Be ice cold. Be useful. Be refreshing. And on the last day, the Lord is going to let you know it. Let's pray. Gracious God, we pray that we'll never be a Laodicean church, never be a Laodicean people. Instead, God, we ask you to stir up in our hearts the desire to be hot for you being useful, building up your kingdom, serving, taking action, evangelizing, inviting, mentoring, helping. And God, I pray we'll be ice cold, a refreshing drink for you as we dedicate our lives to worshiping you, loving you, praying to you, honoring you. And God, may every person here, may we all hear those awesome words, well done, good and faithful servant, come into your inheritance. May we store up treasures in heaven, not here. May we not be so caught up with the banks and the medicine and the, 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 the fashion and all of the things that tempt us to say, oh, I'm fine, I'm wealthy, I'm rich, I'm good. May we learn to despise that for your glory. to walk away from it for your kingdom. We love you, God. We thank you, Jesus, for paving the way through your death and resurrection that we could be with you, that we can live and serve you. Holy Spirit, empower us, strengthen us, help us recover our vision where it's lost, wrap us in bright white robes, Make us desirous for that refined gold of your kingdom, God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.